Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV in Richmond. You can check us out on 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. And we're streaming live on the Odyssey app, wherever you may be. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network, brought to you by Crop Metcalf, official heating and cooling company, the Junkies, it's Fish Cakes, EB, and JP. That is the foursome March Madness around the corner. So talk a little college hoops now with Jerry Palm, bracketology expert for CBSSports.com, joining us on the Beck QL Guest Hotline. Hey, Jerry. Hey, how's it going? We're doing all right. Doing you know, well. we were talking earlier about the court storming thing and a couple yeah. of us said, hey, when we were students, it was fun to storm the court. We were oh, at Maryland. Yeah. We didn't have many opportunities. We were underdogs. Did it one time on the football field. and um, But a lot of people you know, are, are worried because some players have, have gone down. Caitlin Clark earlier this year. And then what happens in this Duke game. H- how do you see this thing progressing? Can they do anything about it? Oh, they can. They won't. Uh, there's no appetite for that. Um the SEC has tried fines. The SEC schools are rolling in money. The fines don't mean anything to them. Um, I think the schools like it. Uh, the schools that, you know, when, when your program is suffering, I guess, to the point where you celebrate wins like that by storming the court, then, you know, the marketing people can show video and look how excited people are about our basketball program and blah, blah, blah. And it's, I just don't think anybody really cares. I mean, if you did want to stop it, there are definitely ways to stop it. But, you know, nobody, just nobody cares. And football is a little different. Well, for one thing, it usually takes a while to get to the field from Mm -hmm. the football stands. Um, And also those players are um, padded. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They've got, they've got some protection. Um, And and oftentimes they'll stay out there and celebrate the, the home team players anyway. So, um, it, I don't think that's a great idea necessarily either, but uh, um, basketball, it's, it's just dangerous. So when you say they can do something, what would be tops on the list to prevent thousands of kids? Well, 
storming uh, so the court. So the first time someone storms, you know, you've, your <laughs> fans storm the court, the next game the student section's empty. Okay. And then, you know, if they keep, you know, they keep doing it, then you make it empty for two more games or a whole season or whatever it takes to keep the people that are storming the court out of the building. Right. And eventually the message gets across, but nobody will ever do anything like that. Mm-hmm. What's the update on Filipowski's injury? I haven't seen anything in the last day. Um, the last thing I heard was like right afterwards, they said he hurt his knee, but I haven't seen anything about his availability or um, current status. Mm-hmm. Where do you stand on the NCAA tournament versus conference tournament play? I, I actually enjoy the conference tournament play probably as much as I do the big tournament. Um, obviously, you're not getting the, all the, the great matchups and, and how what sure. it means, but I, I love conference tournament play. Maybe because there's more games to watch, but I, I really enjoy it, and I've I think I've I've enjoyed it more over the last few years because you're getting some unbelievable finishes, which yeah. mean everything for for the smaller conferences, obviously. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, there's so much at stake in the conference tournament. And even in some of the bigger conferences, you know, you've got teams, they don't have to win to get in, but mm-hmm. there are some that probably do or have to make some kind of a run to get into the tournament. Um, so, yeah, a conference tournament conference tournament time is exciting because of what's at stake. But also, I like the conference tournaments because it's a whole familiarity breeds contempt kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you you play in the NCAA tournament and you're playing teams that you you know hardly ever see you may never see uh, in other conferences but uh, you know conference tournaments that's just everybody gets together and they all hate each other and it's, it's it's and there's a lot on the line and you you give intense games if not elegant games. What'd you make of this last week for Rick Pitino and St. John's? He lights into his players. You don't often hear coaches kind of ripping players, and he kind of backtracked and and then they a get a big old- win. <laughs> yeah, that kind of that kind of a thing is a bit old school, but uh, yeah, I don't necessarily mind it. You know, he he knows his players. If his players can handle that, then fine. Um, if he's gonna, if it's the kind of a thing where the locker room is gonna revolt after you do that, then it's a bad idea. But he must have at least trusted his players to react um, the way that they did. And you know, I mean, look, St. John's isn't a tournament team, um, but you know, there's there's a chance that they could be, but you know, they're only 16 and 12. Um, they haven't done well against the better teams on their schedule. They've got a couple bad losses. It's, you know, they haven't got the games left in the regular season that are really going to help them. So they have to win all those, do something in the conference tournament, and then let's see what happens. But, you know, their, their margin for error in terms of making the NCAA tournament is gone, uh, but they're uh, or all but gone. But they have, um, mm. uh, but they have a chance to get hot and, and try and make a run. Jerry, I wanted to ask you about a team that won't be uh, making a tournament appearance. That's Michigan. They're all the way at the bottom of the Big Ten standings. We saw what Purdue did to them over the weekend. It basically looked like uh, like Mackey Arena at Chrysler. They invaded the building, yeah. uh, took care yeah. of Michigan. What's going on with Juwan Howard? Is he going to be able to turn this thing around with uh, with NIL, with the portal? Because this is going to be two straight years without a, a tournament appearance for him. Yeah, they had um, they had some bad luck this year. On the injury front, they've had a hard time staying healthy, and I'm not sure they were going to be great anyway. And then your best player can't play on the road. That's weird. Uh, Doug McDaniel, yeah, he's weird. a local kid. He went to Paul the Sixth, right, you know, right down the street here. Oh yeah, and um, yeah, I mean it's an academic yeah. suspension. Yeah. Um, so they they don't let him. The academic folks are not letting him travel with the team. It's not an athletic department uh, punishment, but it's 
Um, hmm. Yeah, it's, it's an odd. I've never heard of something like that before. It's, so you're just disjointed. You you never have your full roster. Um, you know, I think they've got some guys who can play, uh, but you know, like Doug McDaniel. I mean, he's a player, but yeah, you know, and I don't know what they've got coming in for recruiting. But I'll I'll be surprised if they. The only reason they would cut ties with Jawan Howard right now is if they thought that next year was going to be just as bad. They had reason to believe that next year could be just as bad. Hmm. So you're a Purdue guy. Yep. And, you know, I I guess I just wanted to ask you, how much pressure um, do you think is on Coach Painter and Zach Eady this year after the last couple years in the tournament? Obviously last year losing to FDU. Um, losing the Sweet 16 to St. Peter's, um, they clearly. The, I thought they always kind of struggled. Purdue wasn't even the best team St. Peter's beat that. <laughs> right, right. They so, beat Kentucky. I saw that one. So I'm just wondering how much pressure. And I think this Purdue team's really, really good. And I think the guard plays is, is going to be much better in the tournament than it has been. But how much pressure is on Coach Painter and Zach to really get something done major in this tournament? I don't think there's really any pressure on Painter. It's not like he's going to lose his job if things go sideways in this tournament. Um, the, you know, there might be pressure on Zach because it's his last run. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is his final shot at doing something in the tournament. The team is really, really focused every game, right. you know, win or lose. I mean, you know, things have gone badly. They have turnover problems when they lose, but um, it's not a lack of focus. They're, they're really focused on the task at hand. They want to win everything. They want to win the Big Ten regular season. They want to win the Big Ten tournament. They want to win the NCAA tournament. They're just really focused on that job. And, you know, we'll see what they can do. You know, it's not entirely in their hands. But right. um, but you've got when you've got Zach Eady and, um, and good guard play, like they've been getting most of this year, uh, that's, a, that's a good formula for success. You know, getting to, to another conference in the ACC, I think you have Wake Forest in. I don't know when you posted this on your bracketology. Was this after they I beat just Duke? Put them in yesterday. Okay. All right. Yeah, they're first four in with Utah. All right. So you got Wake in there. Um, Clemson's going to get in. Obviously, Duke, Carolina are going. You have Carolina as a one seed. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you about Virginia because I watched a lot of this Carolina Virginia game. Virginia has now gone three consecutive games, and I know you know this. They don't score where they haven't scored. <laughs> 50, they haven't scored fifty points in three consecutive <laughs> games. This might be the worst offense Bennett's had. And they're saying time. something, yeah, because they're ne- they've never been an explosive offensive team. They've always been right, grind you out defensively, and then find a way to you know score enough points to beat you. But he usually has an NBA player, and he does, uh, and he doesn't yeah. have one this year. I just no. I don't know how you can, and they're probably going to get in. I get it, but how do you how do you get into a yet. tournament? It's not <laughs> over yet, but how do you get into a tournament where you can't score fifty points? Yeah, it's well, you you do it by playing defense so that the other team doesn't score 50 either um and then you end up with a bunch of games that are really hard to watch uh so and then they have like 47 45 game against wake or 49 47 yep just this like a week ago i mean that stuff's hard to watch but you know you win whatever you do whatever it takes to win and for virginia the formula for winning is defense because you can't rely on your offense so you know will they win enough to make the ncaa tournament i mean they've got to play at boston college you think they could win that at Duke, probably not. Georgia Tech at home and NC or the ACC tournament. There's still work to be done for Virginia. They can't afford a slump and still make the NCAA tournament. Yeah, they should win those. They should beat BC and Tech. But yeah, Duke's a different think, story. Right. But then yeah, you talk you about the defense, and then UVA goes down to Castle Coliseum and Blacksburg, and they allow fourteen threes. <laughs> yeah. 
sometimes it's the other team's day. Yeah, but, it uh, was for them too. Um, so <laughs> so if they're hitting 14 threes, there's probably not a whole lot your defense has been able to do about it. <laughs> yeah, they've been just really disappointed. Hey, so do you think that this tournament, obviously who knows about the seedings yet, got a lot of hoops to play, but do you think it's going to be kind of wide open do, or do you expect the ones – you know, the Purdue's and the Yukons, maybe the Houston's to really kind of dominate um, and get to at least the Elite Eight. Would you be surprised if a couple of those teams don't get it that far? I'd be surprised, yeah. If we don't see at least two of Yukon, Houston, and Purdue in the Elite Eight, I would be surprised. They have really separated themselves mm-hmm. uh, from the rest of college basketball. North Carolina is the fourth number one. Purdue, Yukon, Houston – any of those teams could take two losses and still not drop below North Carolina mm-hmm. at number four. So it, it, we're as close to three locks for number one seeds as you can be, you know, almost three weeks from selection Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens. But those three teams have been really, really good and consistently good all year to the point where you would expect to see them at least in an Elite Eight. Yeah. Jerry, uh, moving off the tournament, because these aren't going to be tournament teams, I just want to hear your opinion on cool, Coach Cooley's first season in Georgetown and then Willard's second season with the Terps. I think maybe there were greater expectations for both. Yeah, I, and I understand. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to for a first-year guy to go into a program that was really, really struggling, uh, like Cooley inherited. Uh, and just make giant strides right away, unless you're getting guys out of the transfer portal that are going to be, um, you know, studs or something. It's it's really hard to turn things around quickly. Um, but for Maryland, you know, you've got two NBA guys. And in college basketball, if you've got that, you should be able to be more competitive than Maryland's been. And I, I think of Maryland as like a, a Big Ten tournament you know, watch out for Maryland because the talent's there. They've got guys. It's just, can they spring it all together? Can they be consistent? Can they play enough defense? You know, you know, can they do what they need to do uh, to advance? And they haven't been consistent in that way. And, and I, I don't really know why I don't watch a lot of Maryland. Um, I watch more Big Ten than I do anything else. But I just, I don't know uh, what the dysfunction is there. Maybe they just don't have good chemistry. Well, they don't. Well, they don't shoot the three ball. Very well. well. In yeah. fact, if you look at their team three ball percentage, it's less than twenty nine percent. You're not going to win a lot of games shooting twenty nine percent from three. Yeah. What um, about the what about the Georgetown struggles that JP mentioned? Does that vindicate Ewing on any level or no? Like Cooley uh, comes in, established coach, and he's doing basically the same thing. Well, you mean he's having the same success? Yeah. Or lack thereof, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it's yeah, but it's one year. You know, yeah. it's you're turning around basically a dumpster fire and it just doesn't happen overnight so yeah i mean i guess you'd hope for better um but you know i ed cooley's a good coach it's just give him some time it right. requires a little patience to, to rebuild what georgetown uh what he acquired from georgetown hey i wanted to get your take before we let you go on um tournament expansion because i don't know if you heard coach k talking about it on his radio show he's all for tournament expansion he gave out some percentage of what percentage of teams what percentage of teams actually have access to the postseason i think he said it was about 20 percent, and then he compared it to college football which is obviously much higher and then um but jay billis on game day 
Uh, now, I don't think he was reacting to what Coach K said, but Jay Billis on game day this past weekend said it's the dumbest thing we could do is to expand <laughs> the tournament because he says, you know, if, if you think that these teams don't have access to the postseason tournament, he goes, well, they do because they just they have a conference tournament. Exactly. If, if you want to get through the conference tournament and win it, you have access to the big tournament. Where do. Where, where do you stand on, on tournament expansion? Uh, I am steadfastly 100% unwavering in my support for a return to 64. Oh, okay. I, I want nothing to do with a bigger NCAA tournament. As it is now, you're looking at teams with relatively little accomplishment, you know, like three, like Gonzaga. Gonzaga is a team we're talking about for the NCAA tournament. They have three quad one and two wins at Kentucky, San Francisco, and I think Santa Clara. Okay. Um, and we're talking about that as an at-large team. So if you expand to, what, 96, we're going to have 32 more teams with less accomplishment than that in the tournament. No. Yeah, I don't think they could expand that that far. That's a lot of teams. I, 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 we should just go back to 64. So you're, so you're fine not putting the first – yeah, so you don't have to put your first four in. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I love Dayton. I just don't think we need those games in Dayton. Let's just Let's just – Go back to 64. That'll never happen, of yeah. course. Yeah, you're right. But, yeah. Well, Jerry, I got to tell you, man, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, no, football's over, but I get into the conference tournaments, and they start next, I believe they start next Monday. Next week. Yep. Yeah, next Crazy. week. The smaller conference is yeah. next week. Yep. I'm all in, man, and uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you about it. Thank all you, right, Jerry. Thanks. Thank you, Jerry. So Jerry is 100% against tournament expansion. Yep, doesn't like it. I'm not him. I like the field of 64 better than 64 this. sounds. I just, I just thought it was it's interesting. I just thought it was interesting that Coach K was all about expansion, and then yeah. his former player, mm-hmm. who's very outspoken, mm-hmm. and he's one of the you know faces of college hoops, comes out and says it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> now again, I don't think he was reacting to what Coach K was saying, mm-hmm. uh, but they are on opposite sides. Mm-hmm. All right, got to take a break. Coming up next. What's going on with A-Rod's face? We'll tackle that more on the entertainment page. Welcome back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Chuck, he's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. 
Time now to open up the entertainment page. Hmm. All right. Oh, yeah. Where do I have the thing? I don't have my read. Entertainment page is driven to you, Cakes, by BMW Fairfax. Electric vehicles are all the rage, and my guy Mike Walker is doubling down by doubling your EV credit. So if the rebate's seventy five hundred, that means fifteen thousand dollars in savings. If it's ninety nine hundred, then they'll just make it twenty grand. So check them out, BMWFairfax.com. Talk to my guy Mike Walker; he will absolutely hook you up. Um. I think you guys will get a kick out of this. Remember, you guys are making fun of me for buying this cheap uh, AirPods or whatever at mm-hmm. TJ Maxx. Sure. I had to get rid of them because when I was on a flight last week, I don't think I told you, I couldn't hear anything. <laughs> I had to push them into my ears. Just stuff them in there real good. So I figured out what I need is noise count canceling AirPods mm. or whatever. I still yeah. bought a cheap pair. But Got it. At least they're they're noise canceling. Um, God, it was so frustrating to be on a flight and not be able to hear anything. So annoying. Um, so A-Rod is in the news. JP uh, mentioned it. I guess he was seen, what was he, at a basketball game court or something? Side. He was courtside. Court side, yep. Sitting next to Stephen A. Smith, some blonde silly. And, you know, he looks super dark. And, you know, <laughs> people are doing weird things to their skin now. So I think people are starting to wonder what's going on with A-Rod. He just got memed and he was aware that he got memed. I, I put up a side-by-side, if you follow us on Instagram, Sports Junkies Radio, of what he normally looks like <laughs> and what he looked like in this picture. Yeah, uh-huh. and he just, you know, it's super, super dark. And he responded and he said, guys, listen, I'm Dominican. I like to be in the sun. I just fell asleep. Out. He's one of these guys. He's a sun worshiper. Okay. The guy's always out in the sun. He's, he's not like, worried about skin cancer. Right, he doesn't, he doesn't, yeah, doesn't care in the world. Doesn't worry about that? Nope. Nope, falls asleep in the. Mm. That's kind. Of, you know, a lot of people do that and get burned, fall asleep, and it's hard for me to fall asleep. I, yeah, I can't do that. You know, when the sun's beating on you, yeah, right. I can do it in the shade. Oh, but yeah, I if you have an umbrella and you're fully covered, yeah, well, have at it. That's yeah. different. Yeah, yeah, but when the just, sun's just beating down on you, it's hard to do. But so you know, he looks. Does he also look real splotchy in there too, or does he just look <laughs> super really dark? Tell. It's kind of hard to. It tell, just looks right? like he's very dark. Yeah, 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 and so. You know, they make a reference in the one of the articles I'm reading to, you know, like Sammy Sosa, how, how you know, Sammy Sosa. the opposite totally, of Sosa. the opposite. Yeah. So, and I didn't actually realize, I didn't know how Sosa was doing it, but Sosa, I guess, was doing it with a cream that actually has like a bleach in it. Oh, really? It literally bleaches. It seems like it's bad, would be bad for your skin. I don't think that and would your, be right. And your, uh, your body as a whole. Right? Um, so, anyway, <clears throat> weird story about uh, Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart might be the horniest, what, 80-year-old or something? You, are you with me on this, Feldy? She is horny. <laughs> yes. She's always doing these, like, sexy photo shoots. She must be it. Well, didn't she do the um, SI? She might have. I probably. Did she do, really? Did she do SI? Hey, if you, you say so. I think so, yeah. I think she a few did, years ago. She did yeah. a photo she did. shoot a few years ago. I think ago you're right. You I know, mean, whatever. she went on the cover, obviously, but she. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. she did a shoot for SI. Do you think yeah. Snoop Dogg tagged it? Wasn't I, he doing bits with she's her? 82, by the way. I, yeah. I, find, I find it hard to believe, but it's possible. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't rule anything out. She's super horny, huh. and now she says she basically doesn't wear underwear. <laughs> That's why I like her. <laughs> hey, now, hey, it's Brett. You get VIP for the next uh, doggy jam. She says, Martha Stewart. Instead, she wears bathing suits underneath. <laughs> So in case cheating. she decides to go, uh, yeah, that's not really. That's not really VIP. Yeah, it's, that's 
<laughs> that's VIP adjacent. I mean, isn't that essentially a underwear? Pretty much, yeah. But maybe, maybe if she knows she's not going to be anywhere, she does no underwear. And if she thinks maybe she'll hop in a pool, if she wears anything, she'll oh. wear bathing suit. <laughs> yeah. okay. that, that's the fantasy anyway, right? Well, these, I have know. no Martha Stewart fantasies. <laughs> I mean, oh, she I looks do. really good for cook, 82. Like, cooking me some she looks good in those, that. Like, delicious doctored photos. Dessert. Yeah. You I mean, I, say I that. She looks I hot. I, in the photos, she does. She looks great in the photos. But it's like, who's the actress that everybody always says is hot? The old lady. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Oh. Talk. Helen Mirren. Yeah, Helen Mirren. Yeah, Helen Mirren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think if you saw Helen Mirren up, up, up close, you wouldn't think, like, the way Kevin raves about her. <laughs> you know. Um, but anyway... I mean, so Helen Mirren's got to be at least 10 or 12 years younger than Martha Stewart, right? Helen Mirren? Right? Or no? I think she's got to be at least mid-70s. No, she's 78. She's yeah, the she's four, four years, years difference. Yeah. yeah. You know what? It, it, which old bag would you prefer? I think I, think I might take Martha. No. <laughs> I think I might take I think Martha. Martha's got some nice jugs for 81. <laughs> like, you would think they'd be yeah. at her knees. <laughs> well, they, maybe they've, you know, they've, they've kept up with them. Technology's, uh, <laughs> you know... Keeping them together. It's been known for years, though. Cakes like some young. That's why it's into Sydney Sweeney it's now. It's a good point. <laughs> well, how old is Sydney? Sydney Sweeney's like all 20, of a sudden on everyone's like radar. 24, 26. What I is think. her deal? Like, was she like a child actress that's now? No, her deal is Big Rack. Right, right. Starting Euphoria, which got popular in White Lotus. I mean, I'm just being What's honest. What's Euphoria? Here. I've never heard of it's that. It's a TV show on HBO. A TV Max. show that our kids watch that we are too old to watch. Mm. I okay. think you maybe talked about the first episode or two because I know was wild. everyone talks about Sydney Sweeney, and I, I know, know she is. She's single handedly bringing boobs back. I guarantee she you, is. Our, our friend yes. Mike Davids you, saw them when he was casting for White Lotus, I, and he I've said been, that's a star. Right I've been there. Work, I've been workshopping this theory all weekend. Okay, yes. That remember in the early two thousands, boobs were hot. Okay, like all right. bi- like big boobs. Yeah, like they went air, away like for a airbags while. on on yeah. women's chest. Okay, like. Getting getting surgery that to get, go bigger and bigger and bigger. That's your thing, though. You're a big jugs guy. <laughs> but but they were like they were huge in the early 2000s. Right. And then we had this shift to butts. Okay, like like butts became hot. Yeah, you needed. A, I'm a butt guy. You needed a round butt. You needed a big butt. Twerking, all you know, thongs. Butts mm-hmm. were hot. Now mm-hmm. Sydney Sweeney is single handedly bringing boobs back. Double handedly. Yeah. Maybe they're looking at that big butt. So like, like, what like does big, she wear? Big natural breasts are making a huge comeback. <laughs> what does she wear to highlight the boobs? Typically when you see her. Just, just a, like tight. Yeah, top. just tight, low cut, low pop. cut. Yeah. Cleavage is hot. Big natural breasts <laughs> are hot. I think, so. I think like it's weird when you say breasts. I think I think I think butts are still huge. Like no, no, no. Butts, are, butts are going away. Butts are going away. No, and no, I no. told Drab this. Maybe within under a year, butt is going away. Within Whoa. a year, two years, there's going to be like a yoga pants, but for uh, boobs. You were wrong. You know how <laughs> they don't have that already. It's like a push-up bra. Yeah. They don't but, have but push-up bras are going to be hot now because Sydney Sweeney's bringing boobs back. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you're ever going to get rid of butts. I don't think you're ever going to get rid of. I don't think the, you're going to get rid of either. <laughs> yeah, they're both going to be wild. No, but wild. One, but no, that's. I can't wait for the day when big, fat, gross butts go away. <laughs> like all, all these women now have big, wide butts, <clears throat> yeah. and, they, and they think it's it's not it's not hot to me. <laughs> Remember back in the day when women would always say, "Does this make my butt look big?" They didn't want big butts. It's in the eye of the beholder. Some people love butts. Some people love. <laughs> Big racks. <laughs> no, but I think women are racing. Women both. are yeah. racing big butts more than ever. Kim Kardashian have no both. I've never been a big rack guy, but some people, to say that they're going away, I no, don't think they're spot, ever going you're away. You're more spot track guy. 
than a big rack guy. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very sports nerd. He's That's a very big bird guy. Yeah. He likes it's, them really yeah, tall. It's also, like women, the, yeah. also, women are realizing now that you, you can do squats. You, you can get a butt, but you can't get a big natural breast. Well, not natural, <laughs> like you but can, you can like, get like, big boobs. Right, yeah, you, yeah, that's what I say. Big, na- like that's God given. Yeah, yeah. And I think women like Sydney Sweeney are embracing that fact. Was Brett? They're, re- they're realizing that you can't like do bench press and all of a sudden have big boobs. Is Brett's <laughs> old theory that blondes are like the chosen one? Yeah. Like the blondes yeah, are right. God's yeah. gift to to. Yeah, blonde you know, chicks are just naturally hotter. Yeah. Be. Is that still relevant? I know in his brain, it's warped brain it is, but like in mainstream. I think so, yeah. Have you seen really? my sup pups? Go take a look. <laughs> take a look at the roster. Okay, I just don't Mostly know. blondes. But that's just they get a, something I've been thinking about get all weekend. a bottle weekend. of peroxide, first day on the job. <laughs> it's the first thing they get. They get their t-shirt and bottle of peroxide. All right, so keep Brett. an eye on that. Valdez is claiming. I'm call, yeah, I'm calling the trend right now. The jug, the butts will be out. I don't think jugs butts are, are ever. Jugs are back in. <laughs> I don't think butts are ever going to be out. And I, But I do think Drab has hit on something, too, where women are just embracing big butts more than ever. And they're praising each other for their big butts. Well, I'm hoping Valdez is right in that big butts go away. And we go back to natural Maybe they're looking at that big. Well, yeah, I don't think not not injections in our. Yeah, no, no injections. Those are brutal. Those are brutal. (laughs) Brutal. Not a fan. Um, All right, Eminem. Big natties. Eminem is in the news, and it's just stupid. But uh, I guess somebody noticed that Eminem is still using a BlackBerry cakes. (laughs) Now (laughs) he's definitely using black dye in his beard. They stopped (laughs) making them in 2018. Okay. Uh, in 2022, they said they, they were going to come back, but yeah. I'm not sure that they did. Did they? Did they actually come back? Well, I'm, I'm sure they probably did. They weren't wildly popular, but maybe he's got a new one. I know that I was a big BlackBerry guy, and then when they finally went away and I had to go to the next thing, it, I, 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 you know what? I could type okay on these dumb phones, but I'm way better with the buttons. We loved our Blackberries. <laughs> I loved mine for sure. I was a huge what year was the height of the BlackBerry craze? Oh, probably 10, 2010. Okay. Maybe even earlier than that. Yeah. I think Blackberries were silly. <laughs> but the thing is, is that like you like a small screen. I like a big screen. I just don't like a big phone in my pocket. So yeah, this is a perfect this is a perfect size. I don't even know what size it is, but right. it's the perfect size for me. I just need big screen and big fonts. <laughs> yeah. And I'm gonna have to start walking around with uh, freaking reading glasses. Because I'm going to these Need restaurants. Readers. I'm going to these restaurants. I was at a Marriott, yeah. and, you know, and I, I couldn't read the menu. I was, you know, because you had to get the coffee. And I, and I actually said to the lady, I said, can anybody read that? It's ridiculous. Like the board behind. It was like said, micro. Yeah, young people. No, it was like micro font. And she said, no, what I tell people is, I can't remember what she did. She either said, like, get your phone out or yeah. look it up online. I, I can't remember what she, or she handed me something on paper. I can't remember you what scan her. it. A lot of times that QR code, you scan it for the menu. But she had, I mean, the font was so micro. I I don't like QR codes. I like paper menus. I don't like that. I'm a dinosaur. Me too. I like paper menus. QR codes are a huge pain in the ass. QR codes, the devil. I like it to be, because then you can see it on one page or two. You know, QR codes, you got to scroll, and then you want to go back and look. Right. I'm not a QR code guy (laughs) for menus. Hey, do you know I don't like to drive at night because I can't see (laughs) 
<laughs> some good. glasses. You guys need to go to the ophthalmologist. I had LASIK. I got to get, get, get uh, it no, redone. No, no, don't get it redone. Just get just get driving glasses. <laughs> glasses. You need driving glasses. I mean, you have a glasses drop Kate here. Kate has driving glasses. Of course I do. See, sell I do, too. I have glasses. I also for... need glasses if to it... see the flop, depending on where I'm sitting at the bulk <laughs> table. If it's nighttime and raining, I won't drive. They can't see. If I'm sitting in the one seat, the nine seat, or the five seat, I'm good. If I'm sitting on the ends, I'm boned. When I, by the way, it all comes back to this poker. is hilarious. Yes. When I was, when I said to the lady, I was like, seriously, can, can anybody read that menu? Mm-hmm. There was a woman, I'm telling you, she was mid to late seventies mm-hmm. and she took off her readers and gave them to me. <laughs> I swear to God. That embarrassing. I swear to God. Just buy some at CVS. I'm the same way, like 10 man. bucks. No, I have them. I have them, but I, but I just don't carry them really. You just need to have, so like, where you you put have them? like 10 yeah, pairs. I got them, of them in my backpack, but like, where do you, you put them? For, you would your leave pocket? them all over the place. Because you're. Pocket. I got enough. In your small case, put them in your pocket. Stuff in my pocket, you know? You need to buy like 10 pair and then just take them out. You'll, you'll lose them. Yeah. You just yeah, know no, you're going to lose me. some. I did the same thing everybody else does. I went to Costco. I bought the five pack. Silly. I, got, I, got, I got them around everywhere. You're good. I often don't have them when I need them, cakes. I don't bring my backpack everywhere. You bring your backpack every time you go out to dinner? No. Right. So then I'm boned. You can't put them in your pocket. Generally I already got glass, keys. Glasses fit in a pocket. Hold on. In my pocket, it's like most normal humans. Yes. Keys in a pocket. Your phone in a pocket. Yeah. And then always have to have my AirPods or, you know, whatever cheap version. Well, uh, wear a light jacket with extra pockets for all the stuff you're looking around. <laughs> wear some cargo pants. Yeah. got plenty of pockets. <laughs> Hicks has been rocking those Vioris. I like them. Does Farley sell those? Of course. I think he does, yes. So that means he gets hooked. Oh, you didn't get them no. there? Viore, that, that uh, brand, hey. they do so well. They are very skippy with the freebies. Mm. That's yeah, a shame. I know that. That's well, running nerdery. I know if Farley that. ever wanted to take care of me, I'd be nice. I saw, well, they, I, these are blowing I, up. I know. You see commercials now. You're late well to the away. party. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I just saw yeah. a commercial for them last night, though. Yeah. But they're nice. Um, all right, I got more EP. We can do it later. Whatever. I know we're up against a break. I know we have we have another. We have Merrill Hodge coming up at nine twenty, right? Yes, we do. Yeah, Merrill Hodge at nine twenty and at nine forty five. Give you a chance to win some tickets to go see Luke Bryan at Jiffy Lube Live. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. We're going to have Merrill Hodge, former Steeler, former ESPN analyst. Join us coming up at 920. Mm-hmm. We'll get his take on some of the quarterbacks. We were talking about it earlier, how Kurt Warner, he's kind of zagging, at least right now, but he was saying it's really tough to evaluate college quarterbacks. I just put a video up on Twitter of Drake May. Have you guys seen the video of Drake May 
throwing the ball 83 yards and hitting the crossbar. Yep. I almost wanted I almost wondered if it was fake cuz the ball leaves you don't see the ball the whole time. Mm-hmm. You see it coming down, but I'm going to take it as real. Does it get you sized a little for Drake May that he and it it didn't even like he didn't have really a crow hop or anything. He just pretty casually Here's why it doesn't. threw the ball cuz Kyle Bowler did yards. like the same thing for Baltimore <laughs> back like he threw a ball like 60 yards from his knees or whatever. Like that's great. It's a cool accomplishment. You can throw the ball 80 yards in the air, whatever it is. But can you make all the throws on the field? Can right. you do the short, medium, long That's throws? what we're going to find out. Right. Like, if you can just rip a ball and hit hit the crossbar, fine. Remember Jim Druckenmiller? But how often do you have to do that in a real Jim game? Jim Druckenmiller could throw a ball four miles. Right. right. Wasn't Druckenmiller, skill. wasn't he a first-round pick? I think he was a late yes. first-round pick. Yeah. Yes. Like 30th or 31st. Well, the draft. famous one is the, yeah, you mentioned Bowler. Bowler. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. video doesn't even look real. It's so fake to me. That's maybe, what I'm saying. The ball leaves the camera. He's like, <laughs> flings it with his wrist. There's no chance. Did you believe Michael Vick threw the ball out of the stadium in the in the Gatorade ad or whatever mm. that was? All no. those years ago? The one that got me. The Brady DK pot. Metcalf. Huh? The Brady. <laughs> the DK Metcalf. But then I saw one. I saw a guy with a 55-inch vertical, and it looked just like the DK Metcalf video. We just jumped up, and it looked like he kept riding. He just kept mm-hmm. going. Right. Yeah. Um, well, that's how Mac McClung looks. Right. <laughs> when he was in the dunk contest, he literally would just keep rising. You guys talked about that, I know, because I nuts. saw you guys sent me the outlines or whatever while I was away. Mm-hmm. Um the NBA All-Star Game is just, I mean, it's just over. Oh, it's terrible. What are they going to do next year instead? I, I don't it's know. It's going the way of the Pro Bowl. These guys don't try. They don't try at they all. They don't care. Yeah. I also think, it's, they just make I also a think it's of it. the, the league. But, you know, I thought that. And I, I kind of want to take credit for that. I think I disagree league, with you on the league. I think Certain league games may be that jump, way. But if you watched chart. Golden State against the Denver Nuggets last night, that's great basketball. If you watch certain teams... Jokic is an incredible player. That's not to say they aren't great players. I just don't like the style. I'm I think a, you would appreciate the style of the Denver Nuggets. I don't know. They play really well, good watch team Nuggets. basketball. I'm going to be at the Warriors game tomorrow. Well, then, and then obviously in the playoffs, teams start to tighten up a little bit. I mean, the regular season's a joke. I mean, teams getting beat by 40. <laughs> but in the playoffs, they're going to tighten up a little yeah. bit. It's going to be better basketball. I just, I, I just. So out on the regular season. Well, Cleveland was in danger of losing to the Wizards, and then they woke up and said, well, we can't. We can't lose to the Wizards. We can't lose to this team. Right. And then won by like 10 or 11. Correct. <laughs> well, so the Drake video, I, I set it up front, Drab, that it might be a fake video. Let me, let me, look, let me look at this. But this is Combine Week, and there are certain quarterbacks who will throw. There are certain quarterbacks that won't. So obviously they expected Caleb, I don't think, is throwing. Mm-hmm. Jane Daniels, um, Jane Daniels is throwing. They're all waiting for their pro day. But I believe J.J. McCarthy is. I think Bo Nix is. Is Penix? Do we know? I think Penix might be, too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Does it matter to you at all? I mean, if you're a borderline no, because first eventually or, they're gonna throw. or early second, you should throw at the combine. If you're the... F- if you're the first, second, or third pick, I agree with those guys. Why would you throw at the combine? It's right, only you're just going to wait for your pro it's day. It's only going to ding your stock. Like, that makes no sense. Like, it huh. makes sense for Williams and Daniels to sit it out. What what I think is kind of interesting is that you, I'm sure you saw over the weekend that a, some prominent coaches aren't even going to the combine, yeah. right? Like Matt LaFleur, 
He's not going to go. Many of them haven't been for years. I don't think McVeigh's been for three or four years. That's it's kind of crazy. Quinn's going to be there. Peters is set to speak on Tuesday, and Quinn on Wednesday from the combine. What do you oh, think? Good. Yeah, I mean it is true. Don't you think it's so? Apparently, in the Senior Bowl, right? Because we were talking this weekend with my guys about Dylan, right, the New Hampshire running back, mm-hmm. Dylan Loeb, or however you pronounce his last name. I don't even know. Right. Um. That he was measured with the mile per hour. He was like the fastest one at the Senior Bowl. Okay. Right, whatever the mile per hour is, isn't that a more important metric than your forty? You would think. You would think. I, don't know, I, have, no, I have no idea. I mean, I, I mean, really, I, I would maybe just think, the speed burst of the first ten yards might be the most important. Hundred percent. How often are you running a mile in football? Well, of course, but they're not. They're, but they're not doing it based it on a mile. Up. They're doing a mile per hour. Right. Like how yeah. fast? They, we see that on yeah. with NFL backs. I, I don't there's know. certain. There are certain sites. What are the sites, Travi? The, the like next the, gen stats. I yeah, don't know they, if they, they have, have that. your mile per hour or whatever. To me, that is a more important stat than what you run a forty in your underwear. You know. Well, they probably just, they take it all in, into consideration. I know they know? do. They take it all. In. But they obviously have, it's not that important if guys like McVeigh and the floor and all these they're not even going there to see these guys in person. Yeah, but they got their it's scouts. Combines. They got their scouts there. That's yeah. just some of the teams. Like the Saints are se- sending like every employee. Yeah, I'm sure. So there's no doubt. I like it. I like to watch it, but I just don't know how relevant. And it there is. might be some coaches that take the, the actual game film more seriously and. No question. And versus versus defer, going on no the 40. Question. Well, that's the 40. what I'm saying. Yeah. And someone defer to their GMs more. Like one of the videos that went viral, I'm sure we all saw, about last year's draft was the Rams selecting Puka. Mm-hmm. With Sneed. And, and, and Sneed was presenting it to McVeigh. To McVeigh. And he was like, yeah. Tell me about this. Or I, I can't remember the back and forth, but it mm-hmm. was a collaborative deal where. It was awesome. Hey. I'm sure Snead is going to the Combine, or he's got scouts going to the Combine. And maybe they focus more on the film. I don't know. Clearly, it's not critical for the head coaches to be at the Combine because there's a bunch of them who aren't going. And there's a bunch who haven't gone in years. Mm-hmm. Tomlin's apparently one who go- loves to go to that right. stuff. Some of them want to be up close well, and personal. I would want to be there, too, also to see, like they always say it about recruiting, like with kids, like, they, they're watching you not when you're performing. They want to see how you interact with your teammates. They want to see how you're interacting, right, with mm-hmm. the other guys. They want to see how seriously you're taking your warm-up and your stretching and your, you know what I mean? So I would want to be there for that. I would want to be in there for interaction. Like, if you, if, you need, into the if you need a quarterback, like, your your head coach should be there. Like, Quinn should be there. Like, he should be sitting in while the quarterbacks are getting interviewed. Yeah. But if you're... If you got Patrick Mahomes at quarterback or Josh Allen, you can be like, you know what? I'm skipping the combine and let the yeah, let, that's your, true. let your GMs and the other grunts in the organization take care of it. But if you're searching for your quarterback, you should be there. Yeah, but you're searching for every position on the field. Yeah, but you've already solidified the most important position. Is my okay. point? Well, it looks like your quarterback, Penix, Bo Nix, JJ McCarthy will be throwing Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, and I don't think Drake May is throwing right. I don't think so, but I, I haven't heard. I would be surprised if he was. There's nobody this year that we're trying to get like the real height, like with Bryce Young. Or the well, I real think there'll weight. be some interest in Caleb's height. Maybe I think there'll be probably Jane Daniels' weight. The He's thing, the skinny. problem with Daniels is he looks narrow, and then you have those viral videos of him getting just destroyed a couple times. So out they of the played pocket. the whole season, huh? Yep. 
He did. He did play the whole season in the SEC. I, I understood, but you oh, saw so those Man- hits. So did Manny Forbes. Put it this and way. He didn't play the whole season here either. Do you think <laughs> Jaden Daniels could take the beating that Hal took this year? I don't think anybody here could realistically say they he, think he could take that he may not, not. He may not put himself in the position to take those sacks. You're assuming that every quarterback would take the amount of hits that Sam Howell I'm just did. saying if you saw the Sam beat, Howell may have awful pocket awareness compared to most other quarterbacks. Yeah, but da- Daniels runs more than Howell. Da- yes, he the, does. the videos I'm yeah, talking about. Are you, you seeing the videos of uh, yes. Daniels getting rocked? It's not in the pocket. I understand. It's that. running. Yes, I've seen those videos, and he does get crushed, but destroyed. But he well, also didn't get hurt this Clip's year. Clip's going to tell him, "Yeah, right. run out of bounds. Right. <laughs> don't take those huge right, hits." But he here. didn't get hit. I'm just telling you, I don't believe Jaden, and I'm a Jaden Daniels guy. I don't think he could take the pounding Howell could take. And and most of the hits I'm talking about with Howell were when he was actually running. To be honest with you. That's when he was really getting clocked. I don't the know. Ones I, I he, t- he took some big those ones. Runs, in the sacks those too. runs where he was bouncing off guys trying to get those first downs. The one I guess was was it the Giants? Yeah, he took a big hit going out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of those. Up. He was just bouncing off guys like a, you know. Yeah, I don't know who I personally would select. Let's say the Commanders at number two could take any quarterback because it's a complete curveball. And with the number one pick, the Bears took Marvin Harrison Jr. I know it's not going to happen, but I don't know which of the quarterbacks I would take. I guess I would go Caleb Williams. But I'm not sure I would take. There's some red flags there. There's a difference of opinion, and then there's some people that just love Drake May. Then there's some people that love Jaden Daniels. Like I don't know who I would take. I, again, it's I, a scary pick. I I agree with what Kurt Warner said a hundred percent. It's impossible to evaluate these guys when they're not doing things that they're going to be asked to do at the next level, or might be doing it once a game. Mm-hmm. And then you're just, then it's all just hype. Merrill Hodge watches a lot of film. He'll join us coming up at nine twenty here on the Junkies. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.